ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. Brought to you by Take-Two Custom Teams. Screen printing experience that is dedicated to quality and customer service every time. Travis Damon, how are you, sir? I'm great. Yourself? Pretty good. Thank you for taking some time with ATV Talk. Yeah, anytime. Oh, well, it's my pleasure. I'm, I've, uh, you're making quite a new statement in your new profession. Yeah, the ATVs were kind of, it's kind of a random choice to try it. I was uh, working with my buddy Dane Perry and uh, kind of like flagging and stuff for the works races on the ATV UTV weekends. And we were watching all the pro guys on the quads and I was like, dude, these guys are gnarly for doing that stuff. I mean, the quads are so heavy and so they're pretty loud and they're just something different that I've never really seen up close before. Have you ever ridden a dirt bike? They're loud too. Yeah. Not as loud as the quads. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need a little bit more power to push the quad to the speeds that you see these pro guys going. You got to have a little bit more. Yeah. Power. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I noticed that like, uh, like my dirt bikes, I run the pro class and I don't do anything to them. I still have stock exhaust, everything. I run 91, just pump gas. I don't have to do anything to it and I can still be competitive. But on a quad, I mean, you have to do pistons, porting, pipes, everything. Oh, there's a, there's a lot of artwork that goes on in there that, that I don't even think that you're used to yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, every time I ride the quad, I'm learning something new about it. Uh, Bo's kind of been taking care of me any questions i always call them up in the garage like hey what do i do with this do i need to lock tight this what's what does this do i had to call them to learn how to adjust the chain on them because it's everything's different well that that's pretty good picking up a manual might help as well because yeah, I need to get hold of well you can buy one at the honda dealer yeah you're riding a honda right oh yeah so let's go back in history a little bit and why don't you tell me where it all started? So I was, uh, I was born in Lancaster, California. And my dad had an automotive shop and he picked up a, um, you probably remember it was a rigid LT50 quad, little Suzuki 50. Oh yeah. I would just ride it around the dirt lot across the street from his shop while he was working and just kind of keep an eye on me until I ran out of gas and I'd walk over and He'd fill it back up again, and I'd just keep doing circles and stuff. So it kind of stemmed from that, and I started breaking the frames on those. And I think I was around like four and a half, five, and I got onto two wheels, and then I just rode two wheels up until till Taft this year was the first time I got back onto a quad. Do you still ride the two-wheeler on the off weekends? Like Because the ATVs race on one weekend and the motorcycles race on another weekend – do you ride both? Yeah, yeah. I um like I pretty much ride only the two-wheeler unless it's the quad race weekend and then I'll dust it off and go race it. Just cuz there's so much maintenance to it. Right, right. I understand but, that. Yeah. So it's 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 been a hard transition I feel like just kind of learning the um uh, I mean it's 
just a different riding style for sure. But I enjoy it. I'll ride the dirt bike and I'm like, oh man, I want to ride the quad. Now I'll ride the quad and I'm like, I want to ride my dirt bike now. So it's pretty fun. <laughs> so when you moved back into Arizona, you had no idea that this was coming, did you? I have no clue. I mean, I was strictly moto from the time I got on 50s till like I lived back east. I raced all the um, the national stuff up there on minis, all the super minis stuff, and then came back to Arizona and I did like Loretta Lynn's stuff like that. And I was like, I wasn't even off road guy. I didn't like off road and started racing off road in 2014. And that's like the first time I've really ever seen quads at the works races when we had the um, combined race weekends and stuff. And uh, I always thought it was crazy that they were going through the stuff that we were going through on four wheels. I and mean, you can't just on a dirt bike. All I need is five inches for a line. And now the quad is five feet. It's like right. you can't, you have to hit everything. There's no smooth lines on a quad. It's gnarly. Did your respect level change for the quad guys? The second I rode one on a real track, I was just, it was mind blowing. I was so much respect for him to go through that stuff. It's definitely, uh, you look at a quad and you're like, oh, you just, you don't even have to worry about tipping over. You can just go drift a corner and it's way easier. But at the same time, like you can hit the flat corners a lot easier than a dirt bike, but there's so much more factors to it that it makes it, it's gnarly just in a different way. I think that the guys that, uh, you know, have the jokes about quads and, and say the things they do about them being easy, all need to come out, line up, and, and run some laps with you pro guys just so that they can see the real deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's different. I mean, I've heard on other podcasts they're talking about, um, I think Brayton was thinking about trying a quad or something. And they were like, oh, you'd go out there and smoke Hendrix or whatever on the moto. And I'm like, Dude, there's no way. It's so gnarly. You can't just make that switch and just be perfectly fast right off the bat. It's, I mean, I lucked out, but I kind of had that quad background from when I was little. And, but I mean, I'm still getting my butt kicked by, I mean, there's Logan Huff. There's some big hitters in the, in the track or the um, races. I mean, Bo Barron, he's way older than me. He's got so much experience on it. He's kicking our butts. Well, in the motorcycles, you'll see the older guys kind of dwindle away. Mm -hmm. but in the ATVs the older guys are dominant oh yeah and it's just I feel like every every time I talk to Bo he's like dude every time I get on a quad I learn something new about him and it's like the dirt bikes you got to a point where we're just trying to cut seconds and the quads is like they're still improving in every aspect of it suspension is oh. getting better tires are getting better and then it's just still figuring out how to ride it even faster well, you guys are fortunate in the motorcycle industry. You have manufacturers that are backing you in developing new machines for you almost every year. We're yeah. in the ATV world. They've given us a, your Honda TRX 450R. They stopped making them in 14. All, yeah. your, all your new updates are coming from independent companies that are doing the development work for you so that your machine can get better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, your YFCR, same thing. Yeah, Yamaha keeps making the same model, but they've been making the same model since 09. Yeah, and no, nothing's getting put into it. It would be sweet to see a brand new model come out and to see what, how it would stack against the built ones that we have today. Well, at first it, it wouldn't, 
but yeah. then it would take long for the aftermarket guys to get their hands on it and start mm-hmm. doing the development that, that you need to do. You know, I've been very fortunate. I've worked for a company that develops product my whole life. So mm-hmm. for us, it's nothing new. We're, we're still developing parts for the old models. Yeah. You know, the two-stroke models, some of them have been built for 30 years, and we're still developing new parts for those all the time. Yeah, finding better ways to do it. Oh, you, you, can, never, you can never sit on your laurels and think that you're the greatest there ever was because as soon as you do that, somebody snaps it right out of your hand. Mm-hmm. Always a bigger fish. Always, you know, you know, you look at, you look at our industry and, you know, Doug Eichner won multiple champions, Bo Barron's a uh, eight or nine time works champion in the quad class. And, and then you have Josh Fredericks. Unfortunately, he didn't get to race any longer due to an injury, but you take these heroes of our sport, you know, these guys, Eichner was winning championships in his forties, Bo's heading towards his forties. And I don't see a quit in the guy. Yeah. It's it, the, the distance you can go on a quad. I feel like it's so much longer. I don't know if it's easier on the body in a sense, maybe less crashes, but I, I don't necessarily think it's easier on your body. I think that it's, it takes more knowledge and more patience to ride a quad to the level that Bo does. And, you know, Mike Sloan is no slouch. You can't take anything away from him. He's still young and he's still developing and he's still learning. And that's a fearful thing for a guy that young to have already won a title with so much future in front of him. Mm -hmm. You know, the guys like you and, and Logan and some of the other up and comers, that's scary because he's that fast already. Yeah. And he's still learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you've been on the podium. Um, so it's kind of too much fruit too soon because you haven't worked as hard yet. You haven't learned some of the lessons yet. So mm-hmm. as you will roll through this, there are things that, that are going to, push you to the limits of, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this. Yeah. There's so much to learn, but but you never know. You could be one of the lucky guys. Like look at Gary Denton mm-hmm. transferred from motorcycles to ATVs and started winning championships and never looked back. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I hop on that, it on the quad, it's like I was out in the desert and I came across a wash and normal stuff that I could hit on the dirt bike. I'll hit it and, you're riding the front end now for 20 feet. Like, oh, guy, you, you have to learn where to check up because there's a lot of spots where you do need to check up. Where on a dirt bike, you could just blast through it. It just it everything's different. So then, I would say the knowledge of like that Bo has and stuff like that, it's definitely propelling him so much more forward than somebody like myself back learning how okay, well, I'll watch him as I follow him around the track, and then I'll take that line and figure out why that's better than this one. Well, you'll also learn throttle control and brake control because mm-hmm. it's all different. <clears throat> and I don't think he checks up for the things that, that sends you. I think that he is hitting it in a different body position or yeah. the throttle brake a little differently so that he can manage the machine and keep it level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the stuff that I don't know yet that I need, I know I need to learn or it's going to end up biting me. Have you talked to, uh, have you reached out to Dustin Nelson at all? I haven't. 
you should because he is a a, a really good crossover guy as well. Super yeah. knowledgeable. Um, and he rides both Josh Rowe. You know, he doesn't race works anymore, but he's phenomenal in the desert. And he's a good crossover guy too. He hasn't been decorated in the motorcycle world, but if you go to the local district race and he gets on a two wheeler, look out. Cause he's fast. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to talk to him. Cause I remember watching, uh, Dustin Nelson race, where was it? Cedar city on the quad. And then he got back on and did the bike the, the same day. And I was like, dude, that dude's gnarly. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's also comes with your training. You know, mm-hmm. there's a little different training methods for ATVs than motorcycles, which I'm sure you're learning. Yeah. Uh, if why we're talking about training, what are some of the training methods that you use to get yourself in shape, not only to compete with the pro motorcycle guys, but to compete with the, the fast pro quad guys? I feel like my training is a little different than most because I work a full-time job. I frame houses 40 hours a week. So that kind of limits the time I get to ride. So I'm always, I use my weekends to ride. Like this morning we went to, did some turn tracks and some, uh, hard pack moto stuff and then we're going to go ride a track tomorrow but i try to ride at least twice a week and then um also when the weather's a little cooler i get on the mountain bike during the week after work and try to get a good hour session in on the mountain bike before i go into the garage and work till dinner time or whatever i do all my own mechanics work and everything too i met hannah there right before we started talking is mm-hmm. she supportive of your uh, riding and, and does she help you in your training and, and stuff like that? Yeah. When we first started dating, she was kind of like, Oh, you spend a lot of time doing this. <laughs> like, that's just how it's going to be. I mean, this is what I grew up doing and this is what I love to do, but she eventually became supportive of it. And then actually now she's riding and learning how to race as well. Awesome. She's that's on two wheels. That's great. Hey, yeah. What don't, don't keep her away from that quad. You gotta, you gotta give her that opportunity to try that machine, you know, because mm-hmm. you never know she could come out there and, and, and be a woman's champion and you guys could carry maybe number ones together. Yeah. I, I told her, cause there's another girl that um, lives in Havasu that rides quad. I was like, dude, we should see if she'll let you try it or out. She's got the, the Yamaha two fifties. Lori who rides the YFZ 450R, who's the current 2019 women's champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, her stepdad, Jack was my neighbor when I was in high school. So I'd always go over there and talk to him and see him working on it and stuff. And I was like, dude, we got to get her on that quad and see if how she could do. Maybe she'll find a little new knack that she'll like to do. Right. I don't know if Tori would like the, the competition, but you never know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That'd be so- fun. So you don't have, you don't go to the gym, you don't do anything extracurricular, I can't even say the word. Uh, You don't do anything with the gym or anything like that? No, I have a, there's a guy named um, Josh and his wife, Kelly Yancey, that I train with and they live in Havasu. So they'll go to the local tracks around there, like Western and 928MX and stuff like that. And they'll, they'll train us on the weekends. But other than that, I just try to ride the weekends and get the work done during the week. Well, that's, uh, that's different, but that's the working man's training schedule. Yeah. Yeah. The private to your life. There, there you go. Mm-hmm. I want to ask some questions about your motorcycle life. I know this is ATV talk, but I always get interested in the motorcycles because I'm, I'm a fan of racing in general. 
Um, I've been a two-wheeler. I've raced two-wheelers, uh, motocross, desert, uh, flat track. So I, I, I've had my fair share. Um, what do you think of the works organization and how are you doing in the motorcycle class? I like the works. I, uh, I came from a moto background, so it was kind of a lot different than the off-road stuff. Um, I feel like the off-road community is a lot more friendly, like in the pits, people actually talk to each other where at the moto races, they're kind of like my kids are the next car. Michael don't talk to us. We don't have spare chain loop. You know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> the the, um the works races i really like them i like how long the races are you get to ride more um i i've always liked just kind of hitting like virgin virgin terrain and getting through rocks and kind of stuff a little less motoey i guess i always went trail riding as a kid um my main sponsor is the owner of works so it might be biased but i do really like racing the works class and stuff uh and then I know they're making a big push to make all the races better for everybody. So I, I, I like to see that they're into it for the sport and not just for money. Right. Right. I understand that. And, and that's, you know, coming from the portion of it that I have, because I've been with works uh, since 2001 when they had the very first ATV race in Havasu and they were already established in the motorcycle side of it. Mm-hmm. And there were no UTVs at that point, but uh, you know, everything evolves and everything changes. Yeah. Uh, I sure hope that they get a better structure. You know, mm-hmm. I hope they can get a, get their a handle on, you know, forming their schedule for their ATVs to bring back the size and the classes. Um, when the structure of the ATVs was larger there was there were qualifying races in the open and in the production for okay. the amateurs and the same for the pros. A lot of walk there. Well, yeah, and, and I think that I think if they started doing it again and forcing that hand, they mm. would create a larger draw for it. Um, okay, you know, it's promotion. It's all in promotion. It's it's also my perspective. I'm a quad guy first so Mm -hmm. i'm always going to complain that the motorcycle guy's not doing it right for the quad guy (laughs) yeah Yeah. do you uh do you see the quad side growing right now you tell me i feel like it is i've got i've had a couple of my buddies that have just i mean not fully retired racing the dirt bikes or whatever but they're just kind of slowing life down, getting the families, doing that kind of stuff. And they're messaging me on Instagram, like, hey, if I was going to buy a quad to race, what, what, do you, what would you recommend? And asking me stuff like that. So, I mean, you got dirt bike guys switching over. And I switched over. My buddy Dane switched over. And then uh, I believe another one of Bo's buddies that used to do arena cross is riding quads now, too. So, it's kind of cool to see people – kind of dipping their toes and trying something new. And I think that I do think it's getting bigger. I know how busy we are as a company and I know Mm -hmm. how busy I am as an individual that has a company that, that feeds off of Duncan racing for prep and building race machines on the side. So Mm -hmm. I know how busy I am. I work seven days a week and and then I added ATV talk on there and now I'm really working. So uh, I think that the ATV 
world will cycle and the independent companies such as Duncan, Sparks, Roll, Elka, um, Axis, you know, Walsh, you name them all. I mean, you just start going through the list. We're slowly going to take the industry back over and develop it into what it was. The reason people race ATVs isn't to make money. The reason people race ATVs is for the love of the sport. And that's what we got to get back to. Yeah. You know, why do you race a quad? Because it's fun. Mm -hmm. So we need more of you to race at lower levels because they love it not because they're going to see the semi out there and make a million dollars. I didn't do this for money. I did this because I love it. And mm-hmm. yeah, I could have got in a different industry. I could have done different things and I could have made a lot of money or had a different life, uh, maybe retired by now. Um, but I did, I stayed in the ATV world because I love ATVs. I love, mm-hmm. I love racing ATVs from every form of it. I'm not much of a drag racer, but y- you know, I mean, if that's what we have to do because that's all there's available at that day, then let's go drag race. But yeah, uh, let's, let, let's get ourselves together. Let's uh, get the family going because we are a family. And if you've listened to other pad- podcasts or other episodes from uh, ATV talk, we, that, that's what we talk about the ATV family. Yeah. So we're talking about the wrong things here. We're, we're supposed to be talking about you and your experiences. And I know you've only had a few races. I know you raced Vegas Torino uh, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did that all become? How did that come up? Um, so this team from San Diego, low, pro, low profile motorsport, they hit me up on Instagram and asked if I wanted to ride some of their quads in the and some best in the desert races. I think they were planning on doing the 300 and Vegas Torino. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll come check it out. I went and trained with them a couple of times on their desert tracks and everything. And, um, I had to kind of feel them out to see if they were for real. Cause you never know. Right. And, uh, we did the 300 summer state 300 and we were doing pretty good, but we kind of messed up a pit. I got there before the pit crew did, and it kind of went downhill from there. But we got second in the um, the pro class in at the 300, and then we're like, all right, well, let's regroup and do Vegas Torino. And then we got – that was me, Bo, and Roberto did the Vegas Torino, and we started in fourth on the um, – how they do the start for best in the desert. And I think by pit two, we had physical lead and I gave the quad to Roberto. I rode from the start to pit two and Roberto took off and I think he gained some time on second, but then the stator went out and that's just kind of, I mean, you know how it is. Oh yeah. Learning curve. I didn't know quads really, I hear that I guess they burn up stators sometimes because they run real hot for sure. Um, you were riding a Honda and it, it is a failure item. I would have, would have never started that race without a brand new one, but I don't know the package that they were running. So it's really hard for me to comment. Yeah, uh, It's a bummer. 
you know. Well, I, I built the motor before the race, but on a dirt bike, I've never replaced a stator ever. And I mean, even if I'm running lights or whatever, like they don't really wear out on the bikes, but I don't have a lot of stress on the motors because I just run them OEM. Like the quads, you got to do a high compression piston and everything like that. So I just, it's a, it's a learning curve. I'm learning about it. And now I'm not going to start a race without a new stator for sure. Right. <laughs> you you <laughs> learn when it kicks you in the pocketbook, right? Oh yeah, definitely. So you were doing the motors for the, the, the best in the desert stuff for them. And, um, are you guys planning to do more? Um, I believe we're going to do, we're looking at, I think it's a desert challenge in Laughlin. It's like a 17 mile loop and they do 10 laps. I think we're looking into doing that. And then, um, I have a quad of theirs at my house that I'm prepping to race in the work series. Nice. Nice. So you're going to go race Glen Helen in the heat. Yeah. Well, you live in Havasu, so it's probably going to be cooler in, mm. in Glen Helen, but it's always yeah. miserable there. It never, it's never. Yeah. There. There's never any airflow until at night when you don't need it. Right. But right. Uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a tough weekend. I'll have two weekends in a row there. Are you going to stay there? Or are you going to, do you have to come back home and work? And then go yeah. back. I'll go back home, work till I'll probably do a half day Friday and take off and get ready for the race and for that weekend. What what uh, what kind of bike do you ride in the motorcycles? Uh, Honda 450. Excellent. How do you? Is it a newer model? Uh, 2018s right now, or 2019? Sorry. You liking them? Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting my hands on one of the new 2021s. Nice. It's supposed to have a little better handling, but I'm liking the the 19s. I like a lot more than my 17s. What place are you in points right now? I believe I'm sixth in points right now. Struggling, having have setbacks or just uh, the first race in Prim, I had a struggle. I crashed uh, the week before and had a bunch of fluid built up in my knee. So it was like any big impacts. It it felt like my knee was dislocating but it was just the fluid. So was, I just kind of took it easy and didn't do anything too gnarly. I couldn't do the pro section. So I, over the big K rail, I'm not sure if you've seen that. Yes, I did. Um, yeah. So I couldn't do that with the impact. And then, uh, so that cut me down. That was probably an extra 20 seconds a lap having to go around that, but I just did what I could and had fun and try to catch up for the rest of the season. Well, that's, that's good. Um, mm -hmm. but you, you, you were smart when you were injured and that you didn't take too many chances. Um, yeah. You're telling me that <clears throat> you podiumed your first race in the quad mm -hmm. and you podiumed your third race on the quad. Mm -hmm. Where are you sitting in points for that class? I think I'm, I think I'm around fifth in points in the quads right now. And I missed prim. So I didn't do the first round. Right. When I first started it, we bought one quad off of uh, uh, Kenny Stanford. Yep. And um, it was one of his kids' old race bikes. So me and my buddy Dane were going to kind of go back and forth on it. And he ended up putting the crank rod through the front of the cases in Prim. So I borrowed a motor from another quad and put it in that frame for tap. 
and raced that. And then um, his dad, Randy, which is my main sponsor, he's like, dude, you're too good. To, we're going to get two quads that way. You guys could both race at the same time. And, and how's, how's he doing in the events with you? He's doing good. Um, I think he's running about seventh. I think he got seventh or eighth at Mesquite. His transition in is, isn't as fruitful as yours. I'm taking it. No, no, he, but he doesn't, he just does it for fun. I, I don't even think he rides between races. He just shows up and rides and adds another entry into the class. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. We always need the help. Yeah. What are your, what are your goals at this point? If you had to uh, look forward into the future, uh, I mean, I, I haven't even asked you how old you are at this point. I'm 26. Oh, you're still a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, my goals, I don't really have one yet. For the quad side, I mean, as long as I'm having fun, I'm down to do it. And if I can afford it, I'm definitely down to do it. Um, every time I ride it, I, I'm pulling the hel- helmet off with a smile from ear to ear. So I don't see any reason not to do it. Well, that's good. And you, it seems like you're getting a number of good people to come and help you and, and work with you to, to, to guide you. Yeah. The, the quad community is so nice. Anyway, you, I mean, I went into the pits and I thought there was going to be some trash talk, like all oh, the moto guy pulling his quad out the van, like, no graphics on it or nothing. We're just kind of like, is this what we do? So, and they were pretty, they they were welcoming with open arms and Hey, if you need a chain, if you need this, if you need that, like, let us know. And, Anybody that I needed help from, Elka was cool. They were like, oh, dude, well, the suspension was way off when we bought the quad. I'm a little heavier than uh, Kenny's son. So he got me set up and made sure everything was good and gave me some tips and how to set it up and everything. And, I mean, like I said, I call up Bo if I have any questions, like setting sag and stuff. It's it's all way different. You guys set measuring from the ground to the bottom of the frame instead of from the wheel to the fender and everything like a dirt bike. Exactly. It's, there, there are no crossover comparisons other than you need a torque wrench and, and the skills to not over-tighten things so mm-hmm. that you don't damage them. Exactly. That, that's pretty awesome. Uh, being that I've been through the quad life and been in the pits of the motocross and been in the pits of the desert and been in the pits of works, it, it is a family. And I think that, that your relationship with most of the people in the ATV world will get better and better. And even non-sponsors will be there to help you in, in a specific situation where you're having an issue or you need help. And there's always, there's always somebody that's going to lend a hand and, and help take mm-hmm. care of you. I mean, I, I think that I've seen a lot of good things happen in the motorcycle world as well, but I've never seen that kind of voluntary here you go. Yeah. Just give it back to me whenever you're, whenever you get a new one or whatever, no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. It, it's, it makes it makes going to racing just that much more fun. Yeah. Because there's no tension. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go bang bars with that guy and then have a burrito with him after the race and you're laughing and talking about all the cool stuff that you got to do, you know, yeah. you need him, he may be you, whatever it is. You know, or you may have gotten to the starting line and beat him because he gave you a part. Mm-hmm. And at the next race, it may be the other way. Exactly. 
everybody's taking care of everybody. What are your goals in the motorcycle world? I'm just having fun with it. I know I'm not going to make a fortune off of it or probably any money, really. Not enough to quit my day job. So I'm just going to have fun with it, enjoy it, and then hopefully pass it down to my kids when I have kids and be able to enjoy it for as long as I can. So your aspirations as far as championships are you're playing it by ear? Yeah, just playing it by ear. I mean, I would love to go for the championship, but I just I don't have the resources to train like I would need to to do that. Everybody I'm racing against in the motorcycle world or everybody doesn't have day jobs. They just ride and train and do all that kind of stuff. And I don't have that resource, but I do the best with what I got. And I stay in the top 10. So I'm happy. I'm having fun. Are your being a privateer in, in the motorcycles, uh, racing against you're racing mostly against KTM, um, Mm -hmm. at, works i don't know if kawasaki or honda delve into it and offer some support they offer some but it's like they help me out with some bikes and stuff like that and slr if if i need any parts i can go over them and talk to um samuels and he'll help me out the best he can and then the uh the kawasaki team is the team that does my suspension at precision and they're great guys over there they're always down to help with whatever they got but Cowie parts don't fit on Hondas, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you wish, right? Yeah. What um, what do what can we expect from you in the future? I know that you have to be making some kind of plans for the works thing. Mm -hmm. I asked you what your goals were, and I understand that part. But when you line up there with success that you've had, what your expectations of the rest of the season for works were, were going to be. And, and I'd like you to, to elaborate on the ATV side as well as the motorcycle side so that myself and the, and the fans that are listening can, can get a better idea of what we can expect from you, how charge how of a hard charger you think you're going to be rolling into the next quad round. Same with the next motorcycle round. Okay. So I'm kind of a big believer in consistency. So I want to, I always try to be consistent with my finishes, like the dirt bike. I try to stay top 10 kind of aim. I know I'm between 10th and fifth place rider right now. So my goal is to always be as close to fifth place as possible. I know that's what I can do. I mean, if I could do better, then great. I'm going to go for it. But just staying on the bike, being consistent, hitting my lines, staying healthy, because you can't win. Like, I can't win the season just at Glen Helen. I got to make it to the next round and the next round. Right. Um, And then same on the quad. I mean, I've been riding the quad a lot more than I was in the beginning of the year before Taft, I had maybe 20 minutes of seat time, um, before that race. And then like, I mean, I've been doing some of these side races, like best in the desert, stuff like that. I went and tested out in the desert a couple of weekends straight with a little profile. So, um, just learning on how to do quad stuff. I think I expect myself to be faster at Glen Helen. 
And, um, I mean, I'm definitely going to come out swinging and try my best, uh, looking forward to next year or I guess the rest of this year, um, on the quad side, I'm going to push to get as close to the championship as possible. See how far up I can get into the points, even being the race behind. I mean, if I could finish all the races and not make too many mistakes, I believe I could get to a podium position. Um, I don't want to sound cocky, but I, it's the racer in me. That's what I want to do. That's, um, that's not cocky. That's, that shows that you have desire and drive. And mm-hmm. when you're a competitor, like you are, you have to be a little cocky t- to get yourself there. I mean, you got to, you're knocking on the door and you're knocking on the door with seasoned veterans. So mm-hmm. don't ever think yourself cocky, go knock the door down. Okay. Um, and then I think like we spoke earlier about my goals, like I don't have any, but I think, um, how did I put that? I want to see what I can do to set goals off of that, uh, like realistic goals. So if I can come out and swing with the big guys, then my goals might change and I'm, I might want to do well, I might want to transfer a little bit more of my focus to the quad side and. I mean, if I'm having more fun on that side too, then I think it would be cool to really pursue that and maybe go try. I talked to my buddy about driving to do the national in Texas, try the motor stuff. I think it would just be cool to go try it, but um, I'm getting off topic now. No, but I think your, your go, this is, yeah. what, this is what I want to hear. This, these are the things that, that are, are driving our conversation so that we know who you are and, and cause you're a relatively newbie and not many people are going to know who you are. Uh, yeah. And, and like I said, knocking down that door is a big thing for you. Yeah. I think it would be cool just to see what the ATVs have to offer at the motocross. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to travel all back East, but I would like to try a couple of them just to see how it is. And if I had, uh, if I had a quad running for this weekend, I was going to try to go up to the quad cross with Bo and Logan and try that stuff up in Oregon. But I just stars didn't align for it. So I wasn't going to be stressed out about it. But if, if I can go try it, I'll go try it and have some fun. Well, that's awesome. Um, I had a brief conversation. I'm sure you know who Justin Jones is. Mm-hmm. I had a brief conversation with him about him thinking that he wants to throw a leg over a quad again. And, uh, oh, yeah. It, yeah. And he was, he, he was fast as an amateur when he rode mm-hmm. in TV, he was fast. Um, so, uh, I think it's kind of great that the motorcycle guys are seeing the advantage to racing a quad and that it's not, uh, a walk in the park. Yeah, it's definitely not. And then I do like how it is more, I don't know, strategy, but just bike smarts. You have to be, you have to think about it. You can't just go out there and send everything and whoever has the fastest quad or the most money can't just go out and win because you, you have to finish, you have to ride it safely. And it's just, it's a lot different than the motorcycles. So I think that's why I think it's really fun right now. I don't believe in the ATV world, pin it to when it works. No, definitely not. There's way too many factors. Let's uh, let me ask you a couple of questions about your body. You've been around motorcycles a number of years and mm-hmm. you've raced professionally for a little while. 
what do you notice different that the ATV does to your body that the motorcycle doesn't do or vice versa? I've noticed the ATV is a lot of upper body strength. And it's more, I feel like you can get away with some being just like strong where on the dirt bike, you don't have to be the dirt bike. A lot of the really fast guys like Zach and Taylor Roberts, they're really, they're tiny. I mean, they're, I'm kind of like a bigger set guy about almost 200 pounds and without gear on. So I think the ATV, like being stronger, I can move the weight around more than like on the dirt bikes, the lighter guys, the, the bike doesn't even know they're on them. It just kind of goes through whatever they want to go. <laughs> so do you, do you notice any physical trauma on a, on the ATV that, that bothers you? Versus the motorcycle or, or bothers you on the motorcycle that doesn't bother you on the ATV? Uh, I know my knee, I've had a couple of issues with my knee. I've done like ACL and stuff like that. So I feel, I don't feel the knee pain as much on the quad, but I've had my, I have a couple of anchor screws in my shoulder that will bother me on the quad. A lot of like, cause the quad is a lot of like, I feel like a lot more side to side kind of pull on your body instead of the bikes are only like front frontwards and backwards. You don't do a lot of side to side, but with the four wheels, you kind of have all, all four directions getting pulled on. So I, I feel like the upper body, it's harder on for sure. Well, you can, you can go around a large portion of the course on the rear wheel, you know, yeah. and, and just use the the front wheel to, to touch and, and turn where on the ATV, every wheel hits every bump. Yeah. And then the side walls on the front, there's, grabbing different ruts and stuff and yanking you over and like Vegas Torino, we're going across the dry lake bed and it's like gnarly truck ruts out there. And it's just, you're like dropping one tire in and then you're getting pulled over to the other side. And it was pretty gnarly. Just holding on to it. Just keep going straight. You're thankful for that steering dampener, aren't you? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, I've ridden both two wheelers and four wheelers at Vegas Torino, and and it is a night and day different world between the two. Mm-hmm. You know, you use that little bitty patch of ground for that two wheeler, and yep. you don't even realize it. But that four wheeler, you're using everything. Yeah, that that middle ground where you're scraping skid plate every once in a while is a great line on a dirt bike. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. You, I know you've only been doing it a, a short time, but you, but you have raced the same courses on a two wheeler. Mm-hmm. What's the course you fear the most, and which one is the one that you're you favor the most? I thought Taft was going to be a lot scarier on the quad with the bigger jumps and stuff, but I actually enjoyed that race course a lot more on the quad than on the dirt bike. It's like the real hard pack, choppy stuff. You can. It was uh, more enjoyable on the quad. Right. I feel like the dirt bike, like you get into the silt and all the square edges and stuff, and you're just like, man, I can't wait for this race to be over. And then on the quad, you're like drifting through it, and you can set up different lines. You can start turning way later and cut in, and it just seems like that track flowed a lot better on four wheels. I've never had any luck there, but I've enjoyed riding there. Mm-hmm. As a rider, I never had any luck there. But as a race mechanic, I had great success there. But I, the flow when you get in the back, um, on the side closest to the the, the road in, where mm-hmm. the wash is, 
and they're all S's and you get on the, you get that flow going on the high and the low in the wash. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. And then it was, it was kind of not kind of dry. It was really dry while we were racing there. <laughs> so it was this, it was the quads are a lot more fun and the dry stuff too. The bikes, I mean, you're trying to, you have so much less tire on the ground. So it's, you got to check up, you got to try to stay smooth with the quads. You can just get into it and bank off of a couple things and make your lines work. That's awesome. So we, we've heard what you like, mm-hmm. but what do you don't like? I mean, what are the things that you're, you're not happy with? Uh, Havasu sucked. I thought it was, it, <laughs> I, I was having a good race until, um, I actually, uh, the motor that I borrowed burnt all the oil during the race. And then I sucked water. I was losing power and landed in the water on the lagoon jump and I sucked water on the last lap. So I lost, I was going to be on the podium in that race as well, but it took a while to get it started. I think I had maybe three ounces of oil left when I drained it after the race. (laughs) Oh, that that's horrible. But it was in the deep sand like that. It was like slot car racing. It was, you were just stuck in those couple of ruts. And if you pop out of it, like the dirt bikes, you get a lot more creative with your lines. But if you're stuck in the, those two line ruts, it, it kind of took away from getting creative. You want to follow Mike and Bo around Havasu a little more because those yeah. are two guys that can get around there pretty quick. And mm-hmm. uh, the, both of them have won there. And uh, right now, I think that's one of Mike's best tracks because he's he's won more there than anywhere else. Yeah, and uh, it's it, it's one of my favorite places to race. I love Havasu. I don't like Havasu for the damage it does to the machines, but I yeah. love Havasu for the the thrill of how tough are you and can you manage it? Exactly. Yeah, definitely. After that race, I'm waiting for it to someday rain and have a suit so I could build a good rut track so I could practice that stuff. Cause it was definitely my weakness. You'll get it. You, you, I mean, you got to mm-hmm. figure, you know, you're four races into a series that in, in an, an endeavor that you've never done and you're dealing with guys that have done nothing but that. So give yourself a little bit more credit. I think you're doing great. And I think that if you keep working at it, you'll do better and better. You have skill. So just relax and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And unlike high school, I'll go home and do my homework for racing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, quad maintenance is, is your, your number one enemy. You know, mm-hmm. how you maintain your machine, the things that you put on your machine matter. Um, some of the people that you listen to for those things really matter because there are a few guys that are uh, maybe a little more heavy handed than they should be. Um, and then there's guys that don't want to tell you all the secrets. So, you know, keep, keep listening to Bo. Bo's a good guy to talk to. And there's a couple other guys out there that I'm sure that will reach out and help you and get you, get you going down the path. What, uh, what did you like about riding back East on the two wheeler when you were younger? Uh, the dirt was always good. There's never really dust. Um, and when I was a kid, I was good in ruts, but moving out into the desert, I kind of lost that finesse a little bit, a little more kind of rocky and learned how to drift out here. But back east, it was 
it was interesting uh, racing in the winter too, where the I mean they would be shoveling snow off the gate instead of a bunch of mud or dirt or whatever. It could be getting so cold, but it was always it was always different when you pulled up to the track. You never knew what the weather was going to give you, so that was kind of cool. Um, where like out here, it'll rain maybe in March at a Glen Helen race or something, but other than that, you can pretty much expect it to be the same as it was last year where back East, it was always different. There was either it rained for a week before the race and then the sun came out and the track tacked up perfect, or it was just muddy slop and you're filling in every hole with foam, trying to not take home all the dirt with you. That, uh, that mud experience that you gained back there. Mm-hmm there are days that it's going to come in handy uh, out here on the West coast. Not very often, but I hope if if you do it long enough that you'll get to have an advantage uh, because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's been some epic mud races that we've had in works over the years. Uh, Granted, yes, we haven't had a lot, but we get them occasionally. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the first mud race on a quad, not the maintenance and cleaning of it, but just to experience it. Uh, it's a lot. Of, I, I hate riding. I hate the mud, but it's a lot of fun to go ride in the mud. As yeah. long as you clean the mess up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always have a smile riding in it, but then you get off and look at it. You're like, Oh, that's about three days of power washing right there. Exactly. Well, and then, the, and then the re-greasing of the joints and, and, Oh yeah. It's just a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Yep. Chains, sprockets, everything's done. What, uh, what can we look forward to with you and some of the things that uh, your sponsors, I mean, uh, have you reached out to some of the main guys in the industry for help or has it just been some of the guys that have seen what you're doing and taking, taking you by the hand from there? I've reached out to a couple of companies, but it was kind of a little too late into the season to get something rolling, but I definitely, they have my name and my contact information for, uh, I mean, it's only a couple months away, email season. So I'm just going to start talking to people and kind of build up my resume for the rest of the season on the ATV side and try to uh, gather some support from the companies in the um, ATV world and see if I can get a good program going. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I know that it's narrow between Havasu and, and Taft being the, 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 the good and the bad. You're going to get to experience Glen Hill, and I know you've probably raced it on a motorcycle. Um, it's a little different on an ATV. Um, yeah. The heat will be a factor for you. I know you live in Havasu, so you work in the heat. Um, I, hope that, I hope that you're prepared. I really do. It's, it's, it's a whole different world. Uh, Glen mm-hmm. Helen heat than most places because the air is so bad there. So you just have yeah. to, uh, you have to, yeah, all these fires aren't helping that air quality either. No. And you know, you got to race in good air and you got to race in bad air. It doesn't really matter. So, I'm going to do, uh, I'm doing a two stroke race. I think it's the 5th of September at Glen Helen. And I'm going to bring the quad and try to ride the REM track Sunday or even in the main track, if they'll let me try to get a little bit of experience on the, see how it's going to be in that dirt and on those hills and everything. 
it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate you uh, taking some time with me and, and allowing us to get inside your uh, program a little bit. Uh, I know you're a, a young up and comer and, and, and new to the ATV world. And I wanted to make sure that I reached out to you and got to talk with you because I really enjoy the, the enthusiasm and the newness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I appreciate you having me on here. And anytime you want me back, I'm down to come back on and talk about anything really. But um, I know I'll, uh, it, it's hard for us right now because you only have a limited pool of things. Um, mm -hmm. I wish you'd have got to spend a little bit more time out at Vegas Torino because to me, that's one of the, my most favorite places or things that I've ever gotten to do. I really, really enjoyed Vegas Torino. Yeah, I did that race on a dirt bike once before this, and it was so much fun. Making it to the finish is a lot more fun than uh, only, I think we got 144 miles in. Yeah, that, that, that's a, that bums you out, but I get it because I've been on both ends of it on an ATV. Um, I won a, a class on a motorcycle uh, before I was racing ATVs in 1999. I got to ride it on an XR 600 and loved it. Yeah. And then came up 26 seconds short to Doug Eichner oh, in the quad class. That hurts. Uh, well, hey, you, you know, I mean, I, I was Doug's mechanic at the time, so it wouldn't have been a great idea to beat him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have been good. It would have been a good razzing for the ride home. But um, Yeah. You no, won it in a sense. You know what? I went home with a victory in my heart because – to get second to the to the level of guys that are, were racing it at the time, I mean, not, take nothing away from the teams that are out there now, but mm -hmm. you had you know four or five teams that could have won that race at any given time, and we were just we had that epic ride where nothing went wrong, and and I think Doug had a similar ride, and he just happened to be a little faster. Mm -hmm. But you know what it's like. You you've you've been there. I mean, you you get off the track and you think, did I just race? Yeah. Yeah, it comes so close. I I uh, almost got my first pro win on the motorcycle in 2017. Me and Justin battled it out the whole last lap. We we're just back and forth, and he got me two corners before the finish. Oh. Yeah, it, it was just like I watched the video. Cause he put his GoPro on YouTube and I watch it every once in a while. I'm just like, man, that corner just haunts me, but it was still fun. Do you, uh, do you do much video, uh, watching to help your skill set on the dirt bike or the quad? Before Taft, I probably watched four hours of quad videos, just trying to pick up on different body positioning and I watched a lot of, um, I think it's pronounced his last name, Hedrix. Joel? Uh, yeah. I watched a lot of his videos and a lot of those like moto guys from back east. Um, just kind of picking up on how they would come into corners and you can kind of tell where they're breaking and stuff like that. So I was just doing my homework that way and trying to put it onto the quad on, on race day. Well, you got some, you bring some skills with you on the motorcycle because riding a quad is motorcycle, three wheeler, quad, 
driving, all of it comes into play at one time and you got to put it all together at the right mm -hmm. time to make it perform correctly. Yeah. Keep watching those videos that, um, and you know, get up close, vary who you watch because, uh, Chad Weenan's a bigger guy like you mm -hmm. and bigger guys have to put their bodies in a little different place. Yeah. Okay. I'll check him out then. Yeah. He's, he did. He's multi-time national champion. I think he won five championships in a row. Mm -hmm. um, and Joel's the only one that in the last seven or eight years, that has been able to, you know, put a dent in his armor. So, I mean, there's no, don't take anything away from Joel. That guy's, that guy's a heroic champion and going to be a, a long-standing champion. And just watching him ride is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I'm definitely looking forward to if we do make it out to one of those nationals, just to, even if I don't qualify, just to watch it, it'd be so cool. I love the enthusiasm there, dude. I love my <laughs> guy to say that about a, an event for the ATVs. It's just, it's just awesome. It really it's different. Is. I definitely got some razzing from some of the motorcycle guys. Well, Hey, tell them until they can't razz you until they can throw their hat in the ring and try it out. Yeah. If you can beat me on both, then all right, you can give me some crap. Yeah. Because I don't think they can. Mm -hmm. I really don't think, you know, A, the desire to, to make the transition and then B, to actually do it. Yeah. That was like uh, one of my first posts I did about racing the quad. Uh, Taylor Roberts said that he's like, dude, you're gnarly for riding those things. Every once in a while, he'll drop in the DMs about it. And it's, it's pretty cool to see someone at that level be like, dude, I don't, I don't know how you're doing that. Come on out and ride one and see what it's like. Mm -hmm. That's what I say. I, I've been trying to get Sutherland to get on one. Oh, that, that guy's an animal, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he would love to muscle one of these things around. What's he like to race against on a two-wheeler? Because I just think th that guy seems like, uh, you know, the, the, the version of a pit bull. Mm -hmm. You rub bars with him, you're going to eat the dirt because he just doesn't take any guff from anybody, does he? Yeah, if if you're if you're lucky enough to be in front of him, it's like you know there's a train behind you, and he <laughs> won't stop. <laughs> so it's like you gotta be careful around him. He's a little crazy. I don't I don't know him. I I don't think I've ever spoke to him, but uh, he is a pleasure to watch because he just man, uh, you know I'm a fan and and I'm a fan of all forms of racing, but there's just certain guys that stand out, and when they're just fierce and uh, I mean. Not that you should, but he looks like he's the kind of guy that would throw his bike down and throw blows with you if if you guys if you took him out in a turn, you know. Yeah, he's uh he's super cool. I'm I've went and hung out with him a couple times at his house and went riding with him and like Chris Kiefer and stuff, and they're pretty cool, but on the bike he's definitely a different animal. Aren't most people? I mean, yeah. you you seem like a really nice guy, laid back, and I'll bet mainly when the great drops, look out. Mm -hmm. yeah you can uh if you ever get a chance to talk to justin seeds i've put in, uh i've put the back of his swing arm through my engine cases and stuff with me and him have got together a couple of times i'm sure not on purpose yeah 50 50 <laughs> <laughs> there a little rivalry going there that, that that we should talk about we were just it just seemed like every race we showed up at me and him were and during the race, we'd always end up battling each other for like the whole, my whole rookie year. And um, 
like that race I talked about at Sand Hollow when I almost got my first win, but he ended up getting his first win that day and I got second. Um, I hit him in the corner before the last race. I thought the white flag was the checkered, so I tried to make a move. And then we actually took off for that right, right underneath the start, and then that was the battle for that whole lap all the way back. And then I got him coming off the road back into the sand, and then he got me a corner before the finish. And so we've always had, like, something going on. And then it was – I always want to beat him. He always wants to beat me. But in the pits, we're joking around, and we're still buddies. That's good. That I like to hear that too. Fierce competitors that can still go have a meal together or drink a beer after the race and, and, and talk about the good times. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. This is, this is what I've been hunting for the whole time talking with you is for you to relax and let the stories flow about some of your experiences racing and, and how you feel about it. And, and I'm glad that you got to relax a little and, and, and give me some good stuff. Cause, uh, yeah. I see a bright future for you. I hope that you uh, stay focused and uh, let your ATV family uh, reach their arms out and embrace you and, and pull you in because I don't think that that motorcycle future is there for you. I think that the ATVs are going to pull you in. Mm -hmm. If they keep being as fun as it is, I'm down for it. Well, the faster you get and the more experience you get, the more fun it's going to be. Um, and you'll understand why the ATV guys like myself and Mike Sloan and Logan Huff and some of the other guys, maybe some of the guys that have been before you that you may not know who they are, Davey Hagsmith and Doug Eichner and Josh Fredericks. The reason why these guys race squads for so long and did it is because of the love of the sport. They just love racing ATVs and mm -hmm. I believe it's harder. I believe your skill level has to be at a higher level. I think your knowledge level has to be higher um, to be a mechanic, to be a racer. You, you have to know more and work harder to achieve greatness. And I'm not taking anything away from Tomac and any of those other guys. They are true, you know, uh, mm -hmm. true professionals and they're super fast and they're, they're great at their, at their, sport and I don't want them to think that I'm bad mountain motorcycles because I'm not I, I can never do the things they can do I can't jump mm -hmm. you know I mean you know, I can go across the whoops and, and out in the desert but yeah I'm not gonna jump no <laughs> not gonna happen but I really appreciate you taking the time I know it took a little longer with the little delay and and things like that and uh uh Hannah has been kind enough to let me have you for an hour and uh, I'll give you back to her for the rest of the day. Um, and I really appreciate ATV talk really love talking to you today. And, and I will have you back. Uh, I want you to get a couple more races under your belt and uh, let's talk some more. Sounds good. All right, buddy, you have a great day and uh, we'll be talking in the future and, and good luck at Glen Helen. Thank you. appreciate it. Have a good night, man. You too, bud. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. Former off-road professional Garen Fuller with his team at EC Homes, a top-notch real estate company, will help you buy or sell a home. Visit our website, ECHomesForSale.com, to get a free analysis on your home. 
please mention ATV Talk for a 1.5% listing fee. Visit echomesforsale.com. Make sure you let them know who sent you. San Diego's Body Evolution Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking after your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolutions.org or call for an appointment, 858-571-0160. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industry building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.